Alec, welcome back to the fantastic Wizarding World of Shrek. Threk the Shurd. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Threk the Shurd. Yes, as part of the of Shrek the Ultimate Collection. I wish Shrek. I had each individual one to show, but... Uh, I rented this for three ninety nine on YouTube. Worth it? Mm. I mean, it's worth it for us talking about it. It's worth it. It's worth, it's worth it. It's worth it for talking about it with my friend Zach. I, I like that a lot. That's one of my favorite things about that. About right. it. I feel like we re- we reached the peak last <laughs> week, and now we're going downhill with Shrek the Third. Yeah, pretty quick. Uh, um, I don't think I laughed one time in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I laughed once. I think, and I think it was not even like from what they were intending. It was just like I, I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, more laughing at it than with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I this this movie was weird because like so it's inter- I I think I found the most parallels with the first Trek like in terms of not in terms of necessarily like it being a simple plot because it's it is all over the place it is just all over the place it's kind of a mess but um more of like the the way particularly the way like the last act of the movie happens feels very like shrek one where it's like you have like the like the two characters go their separate ways and an emotional song plays that i felt absolutely nothing for in this movie at all like at all (laughs) i felt nothing whereas in the first one it's like it's it's hallelujah so it feels like a meme but at least you can understand like the you understand what the characters are sort of going through at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. So I'm sure you were happy in the beginning of the movie when uh, John Cleese's character <laughs> croaks. Actually. Croaks? Ha ha ha. Oh. And he's just No, out. because he was the best character of the first movie, <laughs> of the second movie. Um, so one of the, the dumbest, in a movie filled with really, really dumb scenes, one of the stupidest scenes in the whole movie was his, <laughs> was his death scene. <laughs> Because it was like, they do the like, ah, gotcha, he's not dead, three times in a row. They do, they do. And it, it, the scene goes on for like almost five minutes. This is a 95-minute movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we spend this long on nothing. It's literally, it's not funny. It's not cute. The characters aren't finding it really funny. I mean, like, I guess Donkey makes a joke or Puss in Boots makes a joke. Someone makes a joke at one point. But then well, puts, puts, puts the hat down. Donkey, like, oh, puts his hat down. Hat he like, put your damn hat yeah, back. Well, I forget what he said. <laughs> yeah, he took his hat down, and then he and they woke up again, and then he was like, "Put your damn, yeah, put your hat back on." Fool, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I think, but, maybe, uh, I think I liked that part. I feel like that was my the peak yeah. of the comedy in this movie. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's pretty rough, yeah. um, considering that you have uh, Eric Idle, a voice of character in this film, uh, who is probably. I don't want to say he's my favorite character because Merlin was kind of awful in this movie, but I I heard Eric Idle and I was like, haha, Monty Python, good times, laughy, fun, happy, fun times. And then I didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. And I was sad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is also here. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is here. Mm-hmm. Is here to stay. You me, love I that guess. character? How are you feeling about Artie? Arthur Pendragon. Um,. He's just kind of there. I, I mean, like, so, okay. So basic basic idea of this film. King, uh, it opens with Prince Charming's down on his luck. So he 
he's like doing dinner theater and like all the fairy tale characters are like making fun of him and it just feels that was weird because it felt like bizarrely mean spirited. <laughs> like I was like I feel kind of bad for Prince Charming because he's an ass, but like he doesn't deserve that any of that. Like that was it was terrible. Everybody hates him now. Everyone just hates yeah. him. Uh, but so he. He starts like uh, kind of wants to rise up, like do a revolution of all of the villains of fairy tale, uh, fairy tale universe people. Well, it, so I they, do like in the beginning when they play and it, and it goes into the play, and it plays like the yeah. same music like they did yeah. before. I was like, in oh, the am I watching the film. same movie? Again? Yeah, it was. I think he was. I think the difference is. I mean, he didn't have a he didn't have a helmet on. I think he might have been tra- traveling the opposite way too. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd have to. Like, I'd have oh, to we're, we're retreading again. How is this? Yeah. Happening? Oh yeah, that's the play. It's like yeah, it's like dinner theater or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So. But he really he gets to the heart of these freaking the, the villains. He's like, you never got your happily ever after. Basically, wins them over that way. Yeah. So it's like, well, we should take over far, far away, and then we can, we can, that can happen. Yeah. And then that subplot kind of like goes away for about 20 minutes. And then we, uh, so Shrek and Fiona are taking care of the kingdom in the stead of the king who is ailing, it's ailing health. Um, right. Shrek is not having a good time. Which, which then brings another, uh, like montage. They just, they really overdo the montage. I feel like at this point, yeah. because that was yeah. like the thing at the beginning of every Shrek movie, you have some, sort of montage yeah a little music musical number plays and then they do their their thing the shenanigans are happening shrek literally kills a guy when he's trying to yeah he kills him. A, so like, oh and then he yeah. destroys an entire boat it destroys an entire fire. boat so one thing i was actually a little surprised by about this entire movie unfortunately it is it is okay so i'll state it not as many pop culture references as i was expecting However, it is offset by just probably double the amount of like inserted pop songs. Okay. So like the references yeah. in the in the humor, or the jokes, or the writing isn't isn't as prevalent. I didn't think, um, but it was offset by like just musical number after musical number that I just didn't care about, and a lot of cliches. Um, yes and like yes. the stupid stereotypes like, especially when you go into the freaking Worcestershire Worcestershire yeah. <laughs> Worcestershire which is uh so yeah Worcester is a uh... the stupid high school uh oh my god so okay I was actually kind of with the movie for a bit for for up until that point I was actually kind of with the movie I was like I, I haven't really laughed, and I hated the the friggin' live and that die. Like we talked about, like the death. Scene. That was like the stupid. I was literally <laughs> in front of my, die. and I was like, "What? It's not. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's 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 not even like. I don't even know what the point of that was. It was like, haha, James Bond theme, funny joke, and I was like, and then they put him in the yield Footlocker box. Yeah, and it drifted him off. I was like, it just felt so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It was just very weird. So anyway, before the king dies, he tells Shrek that he's like, Shrek, you need to take over. You and Fiona need to take over. And Shrek's like, no way. Screw that. And he's like, I'm not having a good time, and I'm, I'm your terrible. You're making jokes. Huh? Yeah, and he's uh, he's like, no. Uh, 
you know, I'm an ogre and ogre would be terrible at being king. And so he's like, well, there is another heir because he has a nephew or something, or it's like a cousin, distant relation mm. or something. And that's Arthur. So they go on a journey to find Arthur. Before Shrek leaves, Fiona has been dropping a lot of hints throughout the movie, but she then tells him, hey, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so then that's like a whole new so that's subplot. A whole, that's a whole sequence. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. scene. Yeah, uh, with, with her like trying to tell him. Yeah. He's just such a, so dumb. It's like, that was another, it's like, here's the thing. The jokes are all about wasting your time. <laughs> it's like, it's like they, they use rule of threes, but none of them are jokes worth telling. So it's like, why make the joke to begin with? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, and the thing is they do those jokes, but then you, I mean, at the end of it, you, you get the result anyway. So it's not like he yeah. never hears that she's pregnant. Yeah, he just takes it or three times of repeating it, so then which, he, he hears it. Which to me, I think it would have been. I mean, she also she didn't like show being pregnant at all throughout the whole like period. I mean, maybe it's just because she's an ogre, ogre, and ogres don't show. It's a known thing that they're pregnant. Yeah, didn't you know ogres don't show when they're pregnant? I mean, that's neither here nor there. I think it would have been kind of funny or a more interesting twist if when they came back, she had already had a baby. <laughs> but you know because like or the triplets i guess is what she had so that what, would have been more what if she more popped out like one baby every few scenes i mean that would be interesting yeah just, every time you, turn you just around, keep coming out there's another baby, another baby. yeah that'd be, i mean that'd be interesting yeah sure but yeah, who right. knows ogres probably have weird reproduction you know it's like whatever yeah. so that happens so then shrek's like having to deal with that and i was like i was kind of on board i was like okay so we got like prince charming scheming and plotting that could be fun that could be interesting and then we got Shrek going on a journey to find this person, but now he has to grapple with the idea of fatherhood. And I was like, that's a little weird and complicated, but that, like... And he is terrified. He is terrified of babies. Yeah, he's ni- a baby yeah, nightmare. The baby nightmare, uh, which I think that was that was okay. That, I've seen worse. Okay. I've seen worse, like, dream sequences. That one was, like, cliche, but, you know. And I was And I was thinking, okay, so when he finds Arthur, there could be, like maybe he learns to sort of be a father or something through that, or maybe he, he mm-hmm. has to, and I will say there are elements of that, but the movie never like really outright says, Hey Shrek, you, you would be a great father because look how well you did, did with Artie. This doesn't really ever do yeah. that. It's kind of a missed opportunity, like the entire movie. Um, so then they get to friggin' Worcestershire and I was like, Oh no, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> It's literally just a, a a high school like just high school stereotypes. This is what this location is. It's just I, the vi- the one visual reference that I that I enjoyed was uh, there was like one of the hallways or the locker rooms was just straight out of Harry Potter. Okay. It yeah. was just a, it was just one of the hallways they used at I think King's College in Cambridge. It's just the same hallway. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know that hallway really well. I was like, that's fun. And then I had to watch the rest of it, <laughs> and it was really bad. Yeah, they're just the, the typical like popular girl thing, and the mean girl. Guinevere, yeah, and she's like totally Ewith. They did that a couple times. And there was also like yeah. some girl that was like hitting on Shrek. Yeah, or something. She's like, yeah, my friend is like totally into like uh, older guys and mythical creatures or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. this, this is, Shrek is like, I don't, who knows how old he is. He could be like 55 for all we know. It's like, it's weird. Well, he didn't reciprocate. It's just. No, it, but it was still weird. <laughs> but that's, that's like another, I mean, 
these are all like tropes of the schools like oh that hot teacher or whatever yeah. but <laughs> and hey and i'm a, and i'm cool with the hot for teacher trope but like it was still like weird did you like your uh D friends portrayal on on the big screen here no it was stupid it wasn't funny i mean i did so one of the one of the wrinkles of that that i liked is the fact that they were like beating up arthur like that was kind of that was kind of funny because arthur's such a loser he's not even cool to them but like none of that goes anywhere really it's all just sort of like happens and then immediately arthur's like hey i'm a king screw y'all and then leaves and we never see any of those characters ever again yeah i was like you Lancelot, know, Lancelot coming along would have been kind of interesting because Lancelot was like a dude, bro. Yeah, did you see who Lancelot was voiced by in the credits? No, I d- no, I missed that. Who was it? John Krasinski. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> this is during The Office too. This is two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, yeah. Wow. He's just in there. I'm like, he's just looking in, in the credits. They, they had these like surprise roles that, in these yeah. Shrek movies that get thrown in there. So like, oh, maybe there's interesting people in there it's like you got justin timberlake and then just uh, john krasinski is lance a lot who was there for like two minutes so. yeah to me this again to me the standout name is eric idol because i love i i grew up uh watching monty python's flying circus uh and monty python and the holy grail so that that humor is like that's like my thing i it's very funny to me um but like they just don't use Eric Idle well at all. He's just like, I mean, he's just like Goofy Merlin, and that's basically it. It's just mm-hmm. weird. It's just weird. I was like, oh, Eric Idle, and he doesn't do anything clever or fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, well, they had the whole scene sometime after this where they had um, all the people coming in their brooms, all these uh, the villains. Yes. Yeah. And they just so the... ruined far, far away. <clears throat> Yeah, so they immediately like come in and ruin everything. Oh, this is I think this is like during uh Fiona has like a little baby shower where all the like um for some uh, reason I hated, I hate this. Yeah, I hated I hated it. For some reason Gingy and Pinocchio were there. And the and the, the dragon wolves, was there. The wolves and the pigs were were they there too? The wolf they, and the pigs. Maybe? The wolf and the pigs like they covered up for them. I don't remember them actually like being present at the shower. But so we have all of the fairy tale princesses show up and they're like the worst characters in the movie somehow. So we have Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White and and then the queen, uh, Harold and what was Fiona's mom's name? I don't even remember. I always forget. Mar- we'll just Geraldine. call her Geraldine. We'll just call her. We'll just call her Mary. So, uh <laughs> So that whole shower scene was just like dumb and stupid, and it was like, and just a way to they forced all these princesses as characters onto us, and I mean they also really pushed Pinocchio, Gingy, the pigs. Like these are all going to be characters, but you like it or not, they're here. Yeah, they're it's like here they are. There. Then so they invade, and then so it's the the three little pigs, uh, Pinocchio, Gingy, and the big bad wolf, are all there to sort of like divert it's sort of like divert we're gonna divide their attention away and then i did like so okay this is one thing that i thought was fun which was pinocchio's way of not telling a lie Mm -hmm. which was basically just convoluted i'm not saying i didn't say that he wasn't here (laughs) exactly and i don't didn't say i didn't 
know where he wasn't going. So it was like all that sort of thing. And the three little pigs, one of the little pigs just like told anyway. He was like, oh, they escaped. Yeah. Because he's just sick uh, of it. And it was like, oh. But why doesn't Pinocchio just not talk? Like, not why doesn't Pinocchio talk? just not exist? Like, his voice is really annoying. I feel, <laughs> as he was going through the whole bit, I was like, oh. I don't like that voice, but I don't like. Yeah, if it's... you just stop talking, you you can't lie. Then I want to say like the director or Andrew Adamson voices him, which is like, oh, <clears throat> okay, yeah. Please don't voice any cartoon characters ever again, sir. <laughs> like... Oh yeah, and then uh, during this whole scene, they turn a yield bootery into yield hooters. You know, like that. I little... missed. I know. I think I missed that. Not really. I saw I saw Ver, I saw Versace or whatever they saw Versace Versace but this time yeah Versace and I was like yeah okay there's that yeah I don't know how I missed that but there's a ye old booteries sign and they knocked it down the letters and changed it into Hooters and then there's like some gnomes or something running there like yeah <laughs> oh there was some there were some other things in it that uh there were some other jokes in it I was like they're being a little bit more blatant than they were before oh it was um. It was actually the the horn thing. It's like, well, you sure are. When uh, after he learns that he's yeah. uh, he's gonna be a dad, and then Puss in Boots is like, well, you sure you are. You're, I think it was like you're royally. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, also, huh. Shrek told a yeah. story to Artie at one point when they're having a little heart to heart, and he says that his father tried to eat him. So is this canon now? Is he telling the truth? His father actually tried to eat him. Yeah, why that was so we yeah so okay it was weird so we had like backstory for Shrek which we never really needed and they started giving it and it was like yeah was that like a real thing you used to bathe me in barbecue sauce and <laughs> so, but they again they didn't go far enough like none of it all of these ideas that they have were all super half baked you could have had a, some interesting thing with Shrek being like. I don't trust myself to be a good father because of how my father raised me. All we get is like a tiny little story about, yeah, my father tried to eat me. Mm-hmm. And it was like a made off as a joke. Yeah. But it was also, I think it was supposed to be serious. Yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, you got it pretty rough. That, that is, that is worse. Yeah. But and it was that, like, could, that could be a whole okay. other movie right there. There's a spinoff, yeah. Shrek Sr. Yeah. So there could have, so there, it's like it, we, we have so many different plot threads and none of them really amount to much of anything so they finally convince merlin to teleport them then we have a body switching trope which was so bad and not funny and they didn't do anything with it again they don't do anything with like any of this stuff there was no stakes because he literally tells them that it, whatever effects happen it'll wear off so it's like, yeah it's not like oh will they be stuck forever no it's just gonna wear off they're just gonna have a couple of gags out of it i guess yeah but didn't again didn't, didn't go really anywhere land. yeah um also the one of the things that I, always kind of bothers me about those body switching things is like why sometimes i understand like why they retain the voice mm-hmm. as as a member of the audience it's to convey that because people watching movies are stupid so they convey that to us in that way so like the the voice switching in uh in harry potter and the uh harry potter and the chamber of secrets and i think they used it they continued to use it throughout the rest of the movies because it was like well they made it canon there so now we have to whereas like if you're actually taking the form of the other person you speak with their voice 
and again, I get it. It's like it's the film language thing because it's like, well, wait, why is I thought he switched into him? Why is he speaking in his voice now? It's like it's to because it's it's to, to pander to the dum dums in the audience. I get it, mm-hmm. but that always it always bothers me because it's like it to me it's way more interesting for an actor to have to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah like a, a different character but they're trying to put on that they're it, it's levels of acting that's more interesting and i think there's a there was something recently where there was in one of the um uh, one of the marvel films uh loki pretends to be one of the other characters i think it might be captain america and he was actually on record saying like i was very like kudos to kudos to um to uh chris evans for his portrayal of me because it was great i mean mm. he just he pretended to be loki basically and i mean the haunting of bly manor they had the great stuff where when they're yeah. the kids the kid has to has to pretend to be like one of the adults yeah you know? i mean and that and that was just a kid doing that like and it was it's great yeah yeah so yeah that, that's it's kind of a nitpick but that's something that's always bothered me and it even bothers me in the harry potter films too it's more just a, a body bit, swap so. trope being there really yeah. didn't like it but um yeah well yeah <laughs> just that, another i mean just that too cliche to add on to it just felt like a lot of cliches and stereotypes pushed together in this movie but yeah and then you had the whole um with the princesses scene you had rapunzel ultimately betraying the princesses she wanted to be queen for the- some reason because she wanted to be queen i guess but she, like she's she talked about a rigged election i thought that was interesting a rigged... <laughs> yeah. oh yeah where she one of the princesses was like oh you're just you're just jealous that i was that i was voted the fairest of them all and and rapunzel was like, like that was a rigged election <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, all right she's a she's a trumper she's a never she's a no she's an always trumper she's a trumper die yeah they know? were teasing it they were teasing yeah they were teasing it they were yeah so well yeah but the switch kind of like i mean i guess it was foreshadowed because she she was like yeah you you'll need the marital accounting counseling or whatever because like or no it's because you two won't be happy ever again because you're having a baby or something there was something like there was some weird off comment she made during the baby shower so it's like i guess that was the foreshadowing that she's bad even though at that point she just seemed like she was just really catty Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like no she's like evil and i was like oh Okay. He's evil, but I didn't care about any of the princesses, uh, yeah, regardless of whether they're evil or not. I was like, oh, I'm not. I don't feel betrayed. Yeah, by this. yeah. I didn't feel care. So they all get they all get kidnapped, and then they break out like in the easiest way possible. And it was that was that whole scene was really stupid. You love that. You didn't love that scene, or they're you love this scene where they're like burning. where they're toughing out and the bra burning, and it was like <laughs> they burned the bra. Why, like, what the? Because it like bra burning was like a big feminist thing in like the 80s, but like. Yeah. The, what is it doing in this movie? It wasn't funny. It was just random and stupid. It was kind of funny that there were like ladies assume your positions and they were getting ready to be rescued because that's all they're used to. Yeah. But then it's just suddenly they were fully capable, I guess. And then another one of my least favorite things in the movie, which was, again, I mentioned earlier, the, the overuse of like licensed music. Uh, we immediately yeah, we use immigrant song and then it immediately goes into joker and the thief Barracuda, by wolf mother and i was like Barracuda, baby it's like oh no maybe it was that was it no that was it it was yeah immigrant song into barracuda <laughs> they used they used wolf mother earlier they used uh joker and the thief earlier 
which didn't make sense because that song is not anyway. I don't remember the lyrics, <laughs> but okay. I wait all night going no. I think it was when the I think it was when all of the villains were invading okay, far, yeah. far away. I think that's. Don't you see the Joker flying over? I don't think they went that far into the song though. Okay. As he dances in the field of clovers. But they, yeah, they didn't really pile on the licensed music, but it's it's just like they really want to drill into your head like this is a part of Shrek's DNA. There needs to be it's healthy like licensed, licensed music. music in every movie. It was just, but it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was just, it was really bad. I just didn't like any of it. I mean, going back to friggin' Shrek One, all of the licensed music in that, while, yeah, overdone, it felt like, it felt a lot more par- part of that movie than it did in either of the other two. I, well, thought. I thought Shrek Two was better for it, but well, Shrek Two, I think Shrek Two probably used less. I want to say it used less. You had in the beginning. Uh, there was probably a scene I'm forgetting in the middle that used that used some, and then you had the uh, "I Need a Hero." They had changes. Oh yeah, they had changes, but and then they also had that. They also had Funky Town, but yeah. that, but those, but that's what I mean. Those kind of fit. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was better than Shrek. Those kind of fit yeah. in the movie, and that's why I didn't even complain about it like last time. I think I probably said, "Ah, licensed music gets overused," but like it didn't feel. While I complain about it in that movie, it feels way more part of that movie, like the, the the fabric of the movie. In this, it stood out so much more, uh, particularly because also the credit song was just this really lazy, like just them over a black screen and they're just there's just Donkey and Puss in Boots singing, and it was like it feels like other other animated films that do that now got it from Shrek Three, and it's just super lazy. Like they mm-hmm. they just have to animate character models. They don't have any. They don't need to have any perspective. They're just singing a pop song, and they can do whatever they want with them. But it's like at least with Believer and Living La Vida Loca, they actually animated all full scene with that, which you know takes time and effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it takes time and effort to do it with the other thing. Just you know, like ninety five percent less. So yeah, and they, I mean they overuse some. Like the jokes didn't land, and they overused some. Like they did too far, far away jokes. I that I noticed. I remember that where it was like, "We're gonna go far, far away," and then I forget who else. I think maybe Artie said it too. I'm gonna go far, far away. Now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going far, far away. Yeah, from you. From you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I got, okay. I got him. Oh, I think, oh, I think him. Donkey might have mentioned far, far away too. At some yeah. point, like it was. Like we got it. Weird. We just need one. Just need one of that. So, so they like. I guess they Shrek when they show up, they like basically turn themselves in, or they get captured like immediately. I think they just get captured immediately, and um, and then Shrek is like, "Artie, you're a loser." Blah blah blah. He's just like make you know. He just like doubles down on everything that all his insecurities or whatever. Um, so they so get out of there. So we could get out of there, but like. It was weird. To me, it was weird because it felt like, again, they were trying to do the, the Shrek 1 thing where it was like this emotional moment. But it was like, why is Shrek saying uh, why is Shrek saying these things? He's just kind of being doubling down again. 
on that. It's like, that's kind of weird. And then, and then Donkey and Puss in Boots are like, no, he was saying that to save you because you said you're the, you're the heir to the throne. But then Shrek was like, no, he's not. He's a loser. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Yep. Got it. But yeah. then, so then he, he runs back, but I don't even think he really even mattered at all to the conclusion because Shrek beats Prince Charming like super easily. By beats, I mean, so so Prince Charming apparently just wants to, or King Charming at this point, wants to slay Shrek in like in the same fashion in which he was like always beaten by him in the musical theater thing that he did. So him and Rapunzel put on this like really gaudy, stupid play thing that I don't even know. Yeah, I didn't like even though Maybe, they were I, going through the little play bit. I didn't like that. Yeah, so it's like, I guess it's because Prince Charming is supposed to be, like, full of himself and self-important or whatever. This is like, why didn't you just kill him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why didn't you just, yeah. you just kill and him? Did, so did Shrek kill Charming there at the end? Is he dead? I, I don't know. It was he unclear. He dropped a tower on him, but... Yeah, he dropped a tower on him. But it's not supposed to be, like, a heavy-duty thing, right? It's like a play. That, that one looked a more heavy-duty than the play one. He- yeah, but it was in a play. Like it shouldn't have been, but it, it just yeah. seemed to kill him. And it was like, oh, that's fun. Everybody's happy. Charming's yeah. Dead. So, so like everyone shows up and and beats the bad guys super easily. And then I guess I'm trying to remember. I I can't. I, I'm trying to remember because I, I can't remember exactly. Like, so how did they call off all the rest of the villains? For not getting there happily ever. Oh, doesn't Ar- Arthur speaks to them? That's why. That's right. He sort of speaks up and is like, "No, I can, I can." You guys don't have to be villains. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And... So he so so Arthur like rises up and becomes a becomes the the one true king. So he he, <laughs> he gets it. So it's like, okay. Well, that's when like when they saw him doing that, it was like, see, yeah. see, already you'll be a great king. Yeah. Then it's like okay, so then Shrek is like, all right. And then they go back to the swamp and they have children and then babies. And that's the end of the baby movie. So so okay, so like so that to me is like all right. So the movie seemed to have been leading into a different thread as that than that. Like it seemed to me, it was set up that the king was like, no, you Shrek and Fiona, you two need to leave the kingdom. Yeah, I guess it would be sad. For Shrek not to live in a swamp anymore or whatever, but and because Shrek hated it, but it seemed to me to be like a almost like a you need to learn to you know maybe not learn learn to like where you are or whatever even though you hate it, but it's seemed to like look look for the good in things that you may not be enjoying. But it's like no, that wasn't really a lesson. It was just like go find the one true king kid who will he will then learn that lesson, I guess. And then you learn to be a good father, question mark. Mm-hmm. Like he just sort of accepted it after all the trepidation. And I'm not really yeah, sure. I think, I, still... his, I think he worked his way up to it. They, they showed moments throughout the whole thing where he kept seeing people with kids. Or then we see his Right, and then... right. So, okay, that's right. I actually totally forgot about it. That was actually a really effective moment. Now that you mentioned it, you, reminded, you did remind me. I totally forgot about that. So, like, the moment where the, the Cyclops guy and his little girl. Mm-hmm. That was actually a really good moment, now that I remember it. That was actually pretty effective. Yeah, where he's like... He, well, I still think it could have... 
I still think it could have been conveyed like a hundred percent better. But but I mean they've been. I think they were getting the idea across. Like he was slowly it's growing like a, accustomed to it because you see, right. he sees not only in that moment, but he sees several different parts where yeah, some sort of uh, f- fatherhood yeah. elements or or parents involved in different things, and then the way he, he's like growing to care about Artie and whatnot, you know, he's like, okay, maybe I can do this. Yeah. I just, I just didn't, I never felt that any of the threads really connected at all. It was all just sort of like a bunch of disparate ideas that never really came. Nothing ever really came together in the way that like subplots are all supposed to converge and meet one another. And I never felt that that ever really happened. I mean, that's to me, that's the problem. So to use star Wars as an example, episodes five and six have that six, maybe, maybe, bites off a little more than it can chew because it's doing like three things at once but then that's the problem that episode one has where despite the fact that all of them are self-reliant on each other you never get a sense that like any of them really connect to each other other than like the droid ship so you have the jedis fighting darth maul you have anakin in his little little racer going and fighting the the, the space guys and you have queen amidala doing the invasion and then you have the gungans doing the battle outside mm-hmm. and none of them like really connect especially well and it's just like it's just jarring and tonally dissonant and weird and i guess it's not i wouldn't say necessarily that it's tonally dissonant but it none of the threads converge at all and it's a very unsatisfying end to the movie i i felt even though it's like yeah charming gets his comeuppance but like I didn't care about anything that was going on. Yeah, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I felt like you didn't care about any of the threads, really. Especially when like they throw all these characters at you, like they throw the princesses at you. Like there's yeah. supposed to be a big thing, this whole I mean, girl squad idea. But then it's like you have the villains, which they throw in there, like two seconds with each of them, where you, you're supposed to like grew attached to them in some way i guess but and then like all these side characters the pinocchios and everything okay they're they're all just kind of there but i don't really care about them uh, i did like the little moment with rumpled still skin where he was like what's what's stopping you it's it's you and, and he points at rumpled still skin they're all ready to kill him yeah. he's like no i mean all of you individually oh uh, yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, now you do mention it. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. That might be the funniest part, actually. It yeah. probably was. <laughs> it's you. Corumpel <laughs> <laughs> Stiltskin. He, he even Prince Charming couldn't even remember his name. <laughs> Called him like Thumble Thumble Biltskin or something <laughs> like it's some weird. He's like it's Rumpel Stiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, Artie. Ultimately, I didn't really care that much about Artie. It's like no. he, he was just the the kid that was bullied. That's pretty much all his character was. Yeah, but it's like, all right. I mean, I he was nice, nice kid. He's a nice I, I feel I felt like if they if they cut down on a lot of the side characters and just focused on charming charming plot, I mean, you could have even done something with like fathers and sons. There, Prince Charming could have had we. Who is Prince Charming's dad? Do we even know? We don't know because we just we only know about the, the fairy godmother. Fairy right? godmother. There could have been something interesting there, you know. They yeah, could have done something like where he, theme, yeah, yeah, where like his insecurities come from that or something. Like his his strange relationship with his father or something. Mm-hmm. And gotten rid of all the like this the silly princess thing, all the other side characters. 
So it could have been a thing about like Shrek learning to sort of like having to like deal with his past with his own father, realizing that he's coming sort of working as a father figure to Artie. And then also the sort of the revelation around him. I think like, I feel like I think that's what they were trying to go for, but there's just so much other crap that gets in the way that just doesn't work. Like, yeah. I feel like instead of just like murdering Prince Charming at the end there, maybe there could have been some sort of redemption there. Right? Yeah. Tie it into the theme in some way. Yeah. But ultimately it's just like, we kill him. It's all good. All right. Um, yeah. But, go back to the swamp and here we go and then uh, the tradition of shrek movies is to always end with a musical number this time they integrated it into the credits though so they had the little uh all the characters singing within the credits instead of the whole scene yeah and i hate i don't like it <laughs> i didn't, I I didn't watch yeah i don't really like the song i don't remember what the song is i remember i just didn't like it very much i don't remember though. either but i remember liking it so how's that? <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean that's a different perspective. So yeah. All right, well that's that. I, I yeah. am going to give a six out of ten. That's my score. Uh, I think I I feel like that's a, an appropriate position to put it, considering yeah seven point five for Shrek. I feel like this is significantly yeah. worse than I, that. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go lower. I don't think I'm gonna go as low as I was thinking earlier. Because I don't think I, I don't think I hate this movie, but it's not very good, and I don't think I would I, I didn't really have a good time watching it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to give it like what I gave funnily enough what I gave the Phantom Menace five out of ten. Five out of ten, okay. I, I it, but the problem it's because I think again I like some of the concepts. I think they had a lot of good ideas there. None of them worked, and the movie wasn't funny. But yeah. I still give them credit for try at least trying to have some ideas that might have amounted to something if they were if they worked a little harder on that whole concept hmm. um so tarkaran score yeah. 5.5 5. yeah yes. not very good right it seems right but yeah. see if we can go now if we could bottom out here and then maybe come up with the next couple of movies then maybe we're talking I, yeah good series here yeah i don't know yeah honestly it, better than better than i expected i mean i like shrek 2 more than i thought more than i thought i was going to i already said that i did yeah again i don't think i didn't give it the masterpiece score that you did but i i hold it on this on a similar regard as shrek 1 which i didn't think i would going into this i thought i was gonna go steadily low lower mm -hmm. but so we might have bought him out here. I, I really don't think Shrek Forever After will be worse than this. I don't think I, that's I don't, possible. I don't think so either. I've actually had friends tell me that, that they were actually surprised at how much they enjoyed Shrek Forever After in comparison. I mean, so I mean, I enjoyed it at the time, yeah, but I was young, so yeah, I don't remember. Right. Shrek the Third well, is my this, most, most watched movie of all time. So Yeah, yeah, and you gave it a six. <laughs> so, yeah. But it is disturbing. The Shrek Forever After like, promotional poster is very disturbing he's got like a troll doll involved it's like a guy with like troll doll hair it's very very concerned but that was shrek shrek the third was shrek did, forever okay after. oh shrek forever ever so remind me did shrek the third have the babies as marketing oh in yeah the marketing? i meant to mention this 100 percent. they did they did i that i because i remember that too and that's why i thought they were going to be in the movie way earlier than like the last three minutes of the film yeah. Yeah. Granted, they appear sort of like as a as like in the dream sequence, the the nightmare sequence. Yeah, but like other than that, sure they pushed it pretty heavily, like the whole yeah. baby thing. And I, 
I don't know if it was this movie or the next movie when they had like I think it was Happy Meals that where I got little Shrek babies that you hit the button on the back and they burp and they go up. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I feel like they did push it though. I mean this picture that I chose for the background here has a little baby with Shrek and a couple babies. Um and that was one of the pictures when it first came out. So it's like the whole pregnancy plot line. It was like people were going into this movie thinking that you're going to have babies, but you only have the idea of babies until the very end. So yeah. it's weird because yeah, it was struggling weird. with fatherhood, even though the whole movie was presented as it's going to have babies. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, and then you could have, even then you could have done something more interestingly, like when she had the baby, maybe she had the babies like in the first act of the film. Mm-hmm. It was like, surprise. And then it's like him grappling with like, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this to be a father. I don't know if I'm cut out for this sort of thing. And then that ties into like his relationship with Artie. They, there's all kinds of different things I feel like they could have gone on that were, that would just have gone in a a better, more interesting direction in terms of a plot. Mm-hmm. But well, Shrek forever after we're going to have babies probably. So we're going to have babies. Yeah. We, I mean, we had the donkey uh, dragon babies that really didn't do anything. Like, they teased it in the last one, and they were just kind of there for a couple scenes. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So, at least they didn't overdo it. Yeah. Um, we'll see those, what they those, do with the next one. With those creepy abominations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, come back next week for Shrek Forever After. And then we got Puss in Boots, Shrek yep. the Musical, and all the yep. Shrek shorts. And the Shrek shorts. So, we still got a lot of Shrek ahead of us. <laughs> And then we're gonna review every Shrek video game. But I mean, the <laughs> no. next yes, there are a lot of like I there are a random Shrek two so, game that I never knew existed. So many, even just for the first movie, <laughs> they had like three Game Boy Advance games, like two Game Boy Color games, a bunch of console games. Like remember I mentioned Fairy Tale Freakdown, and you were like, "Yeah, that and it's a, a real thing." Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a Game Boy Color game. So yeah, Shrek is a pop culture icon. He's, he's he's made he's, waves. Oh, he's something in he's, every medium. He could. He made waves. Maybe was it Shrek the Third that had a bunch of the like? Maybe it was Shrek Two that had like all the like Shrek condiments where like everything was green and like slime or whatever. They, there was a lot of there's marketing for these movies is like out of out of this uh, world. Like they, I remember that yeah. there were so many promotional tie-in, like yeah, your Happy Meals mm-hmm. or your Burger King meals and your 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 Heinz products you know so I mean our next the next few weeks of reviews we have here we're going in wildly different directions each time yeah. so of Shrek Forever After which is the end of like the Shrek regular saga as we know and then we have the spin-off Puss in Boots and then we have Shrek the musical which is all live action and then mm. we have all the Shrek shorts which is this chaos but Shrek Five is in the works, right? Isn't it? Is that a, that's I happening? Th- I, I think it's got to be right. We'll be, we'll I will. Be. I will also say, as an addendum, I think Cameron Diaz has gotten better in every film as a voice actress. Mm. So I know I was very critical of her in the first movie, but I think mm-hmm. she's actually pretty good in this. So <laughs> yeah, as as good as you can be for Shrek, you know. Gingy, so. Gingy was more present in this movie. Also, like they had a whole he, his life flashed before his eyes moment. That was something. That was that was that happened. Also, was it just me, or was Shrek's like face model different in this movie? There was a lot more underbite. I felt like in this oh. movie, 
I saw a lot more of his bottom teeth. Like I saw way more bottom crooked bottom teeth in this movie hmm. than I'd I'd remembered in the previous ones. But maybe that's But we yeah. I did say last time that they didn't do get into the face as much, and then immediately mm-hmm. in this movie they're you're right in the face because they did that whole scene where they made made them up to yeah. be all royal looking, yeah. and they really got in there <laughs> that scene. So yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. That's it. So come back next week. Wild Ride continues. Uh, what video would you recommend our viewers go watch now? Oh, you should go check out our review of. Go check out our review of Doolittle. That is a movie I do actively hate, as definitely opposed to worse, this movie. Definitely worse than this movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Check this movie out. was not good. It was. It was not good. But I. I can't say I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so Uh, thank you for watching subscribe to the channel Uh, subscribe to our podcast feed hit the notification bell leave a comment like the video follow us on twitter and like us on facebook dark round t w o all right